Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about Jesus, of course. He's preparing us for his return. He's giving us revelation knowledge as to how to be ready for his return. The things that we have to do, the work that is involved in preparing the way for him. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for teaching us, for drawing us to you, for showing us who you are. We thank you that you want us to know what's going on, that you're telling us things to come, telling us what we need to know ahead of time. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You're so good to us. So we're just expecting that Jesus is going to come. It's time for him to come, but he is telling us that we're not ready for his return, that we don't even have time to do his work. And when he left, he said that was the thing we're supposed to do is his work. We were supposed to pick up where he left off. He said, whoever believes in me will do what I was doing. He went around doing good, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead. And that is part of what he's calling us to do. Of course, the greatest thing that we're to do is to love. The greatest thing that we're, that we're commissioned to do, the greater work, is to love of the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind means that you care about what God cares about. And he cares about us. He cares about his people. He cares that none should perish. And that's why he's waiting. And then he was talking to me today about the church and, and how we are not doing what we're called to do. In fact, we're not even inviting God to take over in the church. We're not inviting him. We have our own plan. We have this thinking without him. You know, we have this going on, that going on, and we don't let him do what he is calling us to do in the church. And that's what he wants to talk about today, that we need to open our hearts and our minds to him and let him lead. We need to let him actually interrupt church, our idea of what church is, and let him come in. He's calling us as individuals to get on our knees, to fast and pray, and so that we in the church can be used by him to display his power. The Holy Spirit will come and he will empower us to do the works of God. And, and, and when unbelievers come to, come to church, some of those very powers are going to be what shows them that God is real. When we have church and we're just asking for money and we got these things going on to raise money, fun, fundraisers, I guess they're called, and, you know, we're doing all this so that we can pay everybody in the church, that shouldn't be what our effort is. Our effort should be to love, to love the people, to have Jesus abiding in us so that his love would pour out of us to the people so that he can meet their needs through the gifts that he's chosen to give us, the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of faith, all the gifts that are listed in Corinthians. Um, each one has been given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. And through the Holy Spirit, um, one is given the... the Message of wisdom, another the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit, another wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit to another extraordinary powers of healing 
by one spirit to another working of miracles to another prophetic insight the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose to another the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances of true spirits and false ones to another various kinds of unknown tongues and another the ability to interpret such tongues all the gifts abilities are inspired and brought to pass by one the same one the holy spirit who appoints to each person individually as he chooses. So what God is saying to us today is when he starts this move, he has one person cooperating with him. The way it is now, he stopped. He's yielded. The spirit is quenched because man has to have it their way. Man needs to be recognized instead of letting God. The one that comes into the church who is untrained, so to say, hasn't gone to school or met the pastor's approval, is stopped. But who, who is, who's choosing us? The pastor? Who's choosing us, man? Or is it Jesus? He chose the 12 apostles. He sent out the 70, and he still is in charge today. And he is trying to get in the church, but he is not allowed because we're being too picky about who he decides to choose. And we just read, the Holy Spirit chooses who he wills at the time. And so our part isn't just to go to church and, and try to figure out how we're going to pay everybody and this and the other thing, but we are gifted. We each have an individual gift. We have gifts in the church that God will use to draw those who don't know him. So people can be coming, be, so people will be coming to church to get healed for their needs to be met. They're not coming to church so they can support the church. They're not coming to church to hear a sermon about how broke we are, but they're coming to church because God's power is there. His love abides there. That's a message I have today. God is saying, get ready. My power is about to pour out of those who would believe. Before he comes, he wants every possible person to see his power. And that's not going to happen if we as Christians are just doing what we think we should do. we got to get on our knees and fast and pray and find out our part. We have to be able to be confident enough in our relationship with Jesus to go and just do what he said to do. And that confidence comes from sitting with him and hearing his voice. But so often that happens, and then we get to church, and we're stopped. We're not allowed to do what God is asking us to do. And who are we supposed to obey, man or God? Who are we supposed to obey? And so if, if the church isn't allowing God to come in through who he decides to come in through, then what's going to happen? If he isn't allowed to do his work through who he chooses, what's going to happen? Will many perish? Will Jesus on that day say, away from me, I never knew you? You who ignored what I said, you practice lawlessness. You know the role that you have, yet you got caught up in pride, and it want, you wanted it to be about you, and you lost sight of who Jesus is. You don't want him to to deny you on that day. You don't want to have to be the one to say, but Lord, I did this in your name, and I did that in your name. And he's going to say, yeah, 
But you ignored me. You didn't do what I told you to do. I sent people to you and you sent them away. I sent help. It's not all about one person. It truly isn't. It's not all about the person that's on the board or the one that sits up at, stands up at the pulpit every week. It's not just about the worship team in, in Fury Corinthians. That's all said. We are a body and we are to work together to do his work. And we are all gifted and it's when he decides who he decides. And so if we go to church and we got this plan and we won't let Jesus interrupt, then he can't do that work that he, he, he plans to do. And then on that day, you know, if you notice, he said, not everyone who calls me Lord, who is he talking to? Those of us who think we know him. Those of us who call him Lord. He's not talking to the unbeliever. He's trying to save the unbeliever. He came for the lost, and that's what we should be doing. We should be there for the lost. It's not about us. It's not about us having all this glory. It's about Jesus. It's about the Father getting the glory. It's about abiding in him, him abiding in us. And then we ask what we will, and it will be done. We are to be laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, doing that great work, loving beyond how the world loves. But that can't happen if we won't bow down to him, if we won't surrender to him. So that is the word that I have for us today. Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart in Revelation 3.20. And if you would allow him to come in, you would heed his voice. Then he will live on the inside of you. That's his will. That's what he wants. Would you heed his voice? Would you say that prayer with me today and heed his voice? That's what, that's what it's about. It's a relationship. You're engaged to Jesus, and you bow down to him. You surrender to him and heed his voice. It's not just a prayer that you pray and think that you're going to make it to heaven because you prayed that prayer. It's heeding his voice. And if you want to do that, if you want to put everything else aside, you want to put the world behind you, and just step on towards Jesus and be a part of the plan that he has, then I would like to pray that prayer with you right now. Pray with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. You are knocking at the door of our heart, and we're asking you to come in. We are going to heed your voice. With your help, we're going to do whatever you tell us to do. We thank you and praise you. And you said you would remain in us as long as we remained in you. So we come in agreement with you now. We're, in a we're engaged with you now. And we thank you for living on the inside of us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. I hope you said that prayer with me today. And I hope that you're committed to him, that you would become engaged with him, come in agreement with him, and do his work. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.